Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hunter Biden finally admits his infamous laptop is his. Why? Well, he is doing the pleas for the criminal probe to basically stop. First son, Hunter Biden's lawyers admitted late Wednesday that the infamous laptop that the now 52-year-old abandoned at the Delaware computer shop is, in fact, his. Yeah, it belonged to him. The revelation came in a letter from Hunter's lawyer seeking a criminal probe into what they called attempts to weaponize its contents. In the 14-page letter to the Delaware Attorney General, Kathy Jennings, Biden's attorneys claimed that repair shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, quote, unlawfully accessed Hunter's laptop data and worked with former President Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to, quote, weaponize sordid and incriminating content on it against Joe Biden, quote, unquote. So now this is part of their strategy to say it is real and you shouldn't be able to have any of this. Quote, this failed dirty political trick directly resulted in the exposure, exploitation, and manipulation of Mr. Biden's private and personal information, his attorneys wrote in the letter. Mr. MacIsaac's intentional, reckless, and unlawful conduct allowed for hundreds of gigabytes of Mr. Biden's personal data without any discretion to be circulated around the Internet. MacIsaac took possession of the laptop and hard drive, as you know, in late 2019, after trying and failing for months to notify Hunter that the device was ready to be picked up. Once the shop owner saw the laptop's content, including emails detailing influence peddling involving the then Vice President Joe Biden and videos of the younger Biden smoking crack and having sex with prostitutes and his work subordinates, he decided to alert the FBI. Doesn't exactly sound like someone that's trying to put it all over the Internet, right? Now, the feds did pick up the laptop in December of 2019, but not before Mac Isaac made a copy and gave it to Giuliani's personal lawyer, Robert Costello. Giuliani provided the Post with a copy of the hard drive in October of 2020 after the investigation by the feds, we now know a lot more about it, basically was shut down for no reason. Well, we know the reason to protect the vice president of the United States of America and to protect the Biden crime family. We know the deep state actually classified at the FBI much of this information as, quote, misinformation, so no one would ever see the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. 
Lowe's letter signals that they are worried. They're also going on the offense. Who are they attacking? Well, they're attacking Mac Isaac. They're attacking Giuliani. They're attacking Costello. They're attacking former Trump White House advisor Steve Bannon. They're attacking former Trump White House aides and associates. They're also attacking the founder and CEO of cyber analytics firm XR Vision and the former aide to Senator Ron Johnson as parties who gain unauthorized access to the laptop's content and disseminate it in the media and to lawmakers. Quote, we believe that the facts and circumstances merit further investigation, not into the criminal wrongdoing by the Bidens, but into all these people that got a copy of this laptop, as whether the conduct of these individuals violated several provisions of Delaware criminal code, including but not necessarily limited to computer-related property offenses, theft, possession of stolen property, and misapplication of another's property. Each of these offenses they claim in the letter, if violated, has the potential to be a felony, depending on the value of the property in question. Hunter Biden's lawyers write. Letters were also sent by Hunter Biden's lawyer on Wednesday to the Justice Department's National Security Division, and also letters were sent to the IRS. I think with Congress starting investigations next week, it's a scare tactic, Mac Isaac told The Post this afternoon. That's the guy who owned the computer repair store. The flack is heaviest when you're over the target, he added. The White House Oversight Committee will commence hearings next week on Hunter Biden and on Hunter Biden's alleged influence peddling specifically, which really doesn't matter much about Hunter Biden. It has everything to do with his dad, who's the president of the United States of America. The claim is simple. The scheme is simple. He and the Biden family as a whole, they cashed in on ties to Vice President Joe Biden. They, the Biden family, including the president, raked in millions and millions and millions of dollars from foreign companies. Representative James Comer, the chairman of the panel, told the National Press Club on Monday that it's very clear what they were doing. They were selling to the highest bidder. It was straight up influence peddling and everyone knows it. Now, before I get into more of that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile real quick. If you've got a cell phone, then you need to make the switch to the only Christian conservative cell phone coming to the U.S. Why? Because when you pay your bill and every time you make a phone call or send a text message, you're supporting conservative Christian causes that you believe in. If you are fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, then stand with a company that actually does. Make the switch today. You're going to get a free month of service plus free activation with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative wireless provider. They use the same towers that you're on right now. You get to keep your same phone many times and your same phone number. Plus, they they defend and protect our First and Second Amendment rights. They also make sure they stand up for the unborn. They offer nationwide coverage and They are an amazing company. When you pay your bill, you are supporting what you believe in. Now, right now, you can try Patriot Mobile for two months and get your third month free. Plus, get free activation. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. So just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Or online at PatriotMobile.com slash Ben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben. Now, 
Hunter Biden's lawyers going and fighting back. James Comer, he was hit pretty hard by those attorneys. He was asked about it. Here's what he said. What, what do you make of the fact that they are already going after you and Jordan in their bid to defend Biden against these investigations? I mean, it, it's I'm probably not going to comment on that. I mean, they can continue to do whatever they want. All we're asking for is basic information that that normal congressional investigators would, would ask an administration for. Uh, it, it's it's shocking. But it's not going to deter us one bit. It, it, we're moving forward. Uh, we believe we've been transparent with uh, what information we want and why we want it. So uh, the American people and, and hopefully the media can be the judges of, of how they're responding. But Democrats do have a very coordinated approach to defending the president in these mm-hmm. inquiries. I mean, I mean if they that? want to continue to defend the indefensible, then more power to them. But this is something that... Uh, Joe Biden promised when he was campaigning for president that he would have the most transparent administration in history. I'll let the media be the judge of whether that's an accurate uh, uh, promise that he made. And give us some context on the transcribed interview today, Mm -hmm. what you want out of that, but what you think that might reveal. I mean, obviously, that's the first major step where you've had somebody in since you've been the chair. No, we're we're glad. This was our first official transcribed interview during my chairmanship. Uh, So we'll have the uh, General Counsel for the National Archives come in today. Uh, we just have the same questions that you all have. We want to know what type of documents are we talking about. We're going to ask about the documents that Trump has, as well as the documents that Biden and Pence have. And go ahead. But you think that was something they did triggered all this, and that's yeah. why this was right. handled differently with Trump and, and different with. And Biden. this is, uh, I can tell you this. We've, you know, in the beginning, the the story was that the National Archives triggered the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they've come back and implied that it wasn't National Archives, that it was actually the Department of Justice. So uh, we want to know who triggered the raid on Mar-a-Lago and why there's such a difference in how the mishandling of documents versus, uh, of Trump has been handled so much differently than the mishandling of documents uh, w- with respect to Pence. So uh, we want to know, again, uh, who all was involved in, in uh, turning the documents in with respect to Pence. Uh, we're, we're very concerned that uh, you know, who's had access to Pence's document. I, I've said Pence. I'm sorry. We're, we're, let me start all over. We're very concerned about who had access to Biden's documents uh, with respect to the investigation we're conducting. Uh, we, we have reason to believe that, that Hunter Biden uh, has uh, had some uh, contacts that would be of concern to our national security. But aren't you kind of suggesting, you know, okay, that, that you have some problems with Hunter Biden, you might have some problems with, with, with the president here, and just because there might have been some documents here, isn't that a le- doesn't that take a leap of faith to get to that point? I, mean, I realize there's some unanswered questions in there, but, I mean, you're, aren't you kind of stretching that a no, little bit? No, no, we just want to know who had access to the documents, uh, who all was involved with the president's personal attorneys in, in going in and looking for the documents. Did they had? Did they have security clearance? We don't know who his personal attorneys are. We don't know who their clients are. So we just have basic questions. We're not accusing anyone of any wrongdoing. We just want to know the facts. And this is the first opportunity we've had for anyone from the National Archives to sit down and and talk to us. I love how they're handling this. You notice this is not really about Hunter Biden, which is exactly what the strategy should be. They're saying we just want to know who had access. We're not accusing anybody of anything. We just want to know who has had access. That's all we're asking for is who has had access. We don't know who these attorneys are. 
We don't know who they are and who they may also be rep- representing. That could be bad actors. That could be Chinese communists. That could be Russian oligarchs. We have no idea. And notice how the media is getting very defensive over this. And notice how James Comer was very calm. He's like, we're just asking questions. We're not accusing anybody of any wrongdoing. We're just asking questions. That's all we're doing is asking questions. And this is when you know they are scared to death of what we're going to find. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. There's another aspect uh, of this, and, and the Republicans are going to have to do a really good job of, of, of staying focused and making sure they don't take the bait. Democrats now want this investigation to, to be all about Hunter Biden, okay? This does not need to be about Hunter Biden. James Comer, Ron Johnson, and others have done a very good job of saying, we, we really just don't give a crap about Hunter Biden. We do, ki- we do give a crap about transparency. Right. We, that's what we do care about with this president and where his money's coming from. The family, we know, has made millions and millions and millions of dollars from China alone. We know that they've made millions and millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs. We know they've made millions and millions of dollars from Ukraine. And that's just the areas that we do know. There's other places where they were doing business in Mexico. But the amount of cash coming in is a lot. Suspicious activity reports were by the hundreds coming from banks that were flagging transactions and bank accounts that had the Biden crime family involved in it. So James Comer was also asked, he's the chairman of the oversight committee. I played him a moment ago for you, but he was also asked, what does this really boil down to? And he did a great job of explaining it. Listen. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a very, it's going to be a very thorough investigation. We're, we're specific about investigating the Biden family for influence peddling. And uh, in the end, There'll be a legislative fix. I think you have to go back several administrations and look at different uh, areas where there were accusations of maybe uh, inappropriate relationships or or whatever, inappropriate business relationships. So uh, that'll be something, you know, in the end that that will certainly be uh, examined. So I I hope that we can get a legislative fix, like I said, uh, to, to determine what is allowable and what isn't, because we don't know. But we should know. And we should have uh, better disclosure laws on immediate family members that do business uh, with our adversaries around the world. You mind if I ask you real quick, the top cabinet secretaries you want to hear from, because you said zero have come before oversight. Well, right now we're, we haven't asked, have we asked for cabinet secretary yet? Not yet. Not yet, but, uh, you know, I would say several of them will get invited to come before the committee in the near future. Again, I've just been chairman for about 10 days, so we're just getting started. I love it. I've just been chairman for 10 days, so we're just getting started. This oversight and what we're seeing right now is very clear that this White House now has lost control of the media, and they've lost control of the narrative here. Um, Reporters were also really digging in at the White House today. Um, 
I mean, really digging in, trying to get some answers on everything that's been happening. And they're out there pushing their new their new stuff, right? Their new lines. One of their new lines today that no one was asking about was them saying, oh, by the way, we want to close Gitmo. Wait, what? Where did that come from? It remains dedicated. We remain dedicated to a deliberate and thorough process focused on responsibly reducing the detainee population at Guantanamo Bay and ultimately closing the facility. That is still uh, where we stand. At the par- I, I, no one's asking about that. They're just bringing this crap up today. Let's close Gitmo. These are all distractions. The, the, I mean, the, this is the distractions. These are all of, of the distractions. White House also going in after Ilham Omar being taken off the Foreign Affairs Committee. She says it's a disservice to the American people. Right. Then she said the use of official state Russian and Belarusian flags, emblems and anthems should be prohibited for athletes trying to go pro-America there. She also talked about Biden not reaching out to the family of a man who was shot to death in the line of duty, a father of four. She said, if you know Joe Biden, you know he feels the pain of many families trying to act like it's normal for him not to call people when they, you know, report her. So in addition to the Nichols funeral, for example, we saw President call the parents of DeMar, uh, of DeMar Hamlin, the injured NFL player. I checked the White House website just before coming into the briefing room today, and I see no indication that the chief executive has has at any time reached out to the family of Justin McIntyre, who is the police chief in Pennsylvania, who was shot to death in the line of duty, a father of four. Why not? Why? Because they don't back police. They don't care about police. Now, these are the questions that are coming in right now to the White House. These are not normal questions. Okay. The, again, they, they they were not. Th- this is them. And and when the president does speak, he's not making a lot of sense. Today, Biden said, and I'm going to read you the quote before I play it for you because it's Biden. All right. Biden said, more than half the women in my administration are women. It's like Fetterman yelling, "The Eagles are the Eagles." More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in my administration are women. More than half the women are women. More than half the women in my administration are women, okay? That's the guy who's running the country right now. That's what he's got to offer you. Now, you look at Hunter Biden, and let's go back to that. The House Oversight Committee has to be very laser-focused here. They have to be looking at the Hunter Biden... And what he did, not through the eyes of what's the big headline, like, you know, the, you know, he's forcing people that work for him to send him pictures and they'll give him bonuses through Venmo and things like that, right? If they have sex with him. That's not the stuff that they need to be looking into, to be clear. That's what the media would love to cover, right? The TMZ style. They need to be looking at the following the money and the influence peddling and the clear claims that he cashed in on his ties when his vice president father was in office. They need to look at where all the money came from. Ziegler, by the way, who worked as an aide to Trump trade advisor, Peter Navarro, and has published the laptop's data on his Marco Polo USA website, told the Post on Wednesday that the letters were a desperate attempt by the Biden family to get the spotlight away from their actual crimes. 
With respect to the letters from the president's son pleading with my daddy's agencies to target those who exposed his blatant criminality, Kevin Morris did not get a lot of bang for his buck. Ziegler told the Post, referencing Hunter Biden's fixer and sugar brother, Kevin Morris, who allegedly lent the president's son $2 million to help pay off his overdue federal taxes and has become the architect of Hunter Biden's legal and media strategy. He also went on to say this. You would think that Morris, and this is this guy who is funding, right, the sugar daddy of Hunter Biden, would actually hire tax attorneys to defend Hunter Biden's legal problems than political lawyers and others that he's currently hired. Like, no one understands the strategy. They also sent this letter, by the way, to the IRS. And the letter to the IRS about Marco Polo is full of speculations and basic misunderstandings about the case law surrounding 501c3 organizations. Hopefully, federal and state investigators will see this for what it is, a desperate attempt, quote-unquote, by Hunter and his family to get the attentions off of their actual crimes. Costello told the Post that the allegations were ridiculous and a sign of desperation from the Biden camp. Quote, this letter is a ridiculous attempt to intimidate. That will not succeed. It is the, the product of desperation by Hunter Biden because they know Judgment Day is coming for the Biden family. Costello points out that Mac Isaac has a signed work order that gives him authorization to examine the hard drive and the property is deemed legally abandoned after 90 days. It is the property now of John Paul Mac Isaac. Mike Isaac said it's no coincidence the letter from Hunter Biden's lawyers comes just as the House Republicans are ready to open probes into the president's son. Beginning on October the 14th, I will remind you that is when the Post started publishing a series of exclusive reports about the laptop's contents, including the emails providing that Hunter introduced an executive of Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma to his father while Joe oversaw the Obama administration's policy towards the Eastern European nation. The reports were initially dismissed by former top intelligence officials as the product of Russian disinformation only to be blatantly confirmed by media outlets Eventually, the New York Times, Washington Post, CBS News, and now Hunter Biden's own legal team. Hunter Biden and his own lawyers have previously tried to so doubt that the alleged water-damaged computer abandoned at Mac Isaac's shop was, in fact, even Biden's. They're like, oh, we don't know. Then they said Hunter Biden told CBS News in a 2021 interview, there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. It could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was then that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me, he said. Well, if there's anything you can take away from today's show, it's this. It's very clear. It's extremely clear that Hunter Biden's laptop is real and they've said so. Hunter Biden has said so. His entire team of lawyers have said so. So there is no doubt. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. There's another big story that's kind of broken, and it's been a quiet one, but it's a very important one. The Senate Republicans have now penned a letter asking DirecTV to explain their decision on why they decided to ditch a Republican conservative network called Newsmax. A group of leading Senate Republicans is now requesting information from cable provider DirecTV surrounding its recent decision to drop conservative network Newsmax from its channel lineup. In a letter dated February the 1st and shared exclusively with the Hill newspaper, GOP Senator Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Mike Lee, Tom Cotton wrote to the cable provider's corporate leadership expressing that they are deeply disturbed by its decision to drop the network and allege the episode may be the latest example of big business suppressing politically disfavored speech at the behest of liberal Democrats. DirecTV's decision followed recent revelations of collusion between big tech companies and Democrat officials to label conservative speech as misinformation and to censor it, the senators wrote. The silencing of conservative speech, the request of government officials, is a direct assault on free speech and a threat to democracy. Direct TV last week dropped Newsmax, a smaller conservative news network featuring content that is largely supportive of former President Donald Trump and other conservatives from its channel lineup following a dispute between the two parties over carrier fees. Under its previous agreement with Newsmax, which has an audience that is fractional, Compared to the three leading cable news channels, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC, DirecTV paid Newsmax no carrier fees. DirecTV representatives told The Hill last week that during negotiations with the network, it made clear to Newsmax that we wanted to continue to offer the network, but ultimately the network's demands for rate increases would have led to significantly higher costs that we would have to pass on to our broad customer base. In a statement to The Hill on Wednesday, DirecTV said it takes the concerns raised by these elected officials seriously. And in our response to the letter, we plan to detail the facts behind our business decision being based on uh, financial terms and not ideology. We continue to offer our customers a balanced mix of 24-hour news channels as part of a diversified program lineup. The spokesperson went on to say, Newsmax CEO Chris Ruddy and the network's defenders have countered that the decision is based on political bias against conservatives and pointed to DirecTV's move last year, dropping OAN, also known as One American News, another less-watched pro-Trump cable channel. So this is now two in a row. A day after, by the way, it dropped Newsmax from its lineup, DirecTV announced the addition of conservative opinion and Commentary Network the first to its lineup. 
Experts and media observers have said the episode highlights Newsmax's effort to bolster its bargaining power at the negotiating table with cable providers and boost its credibility with conservative audiences. Still, leading GOP figures like Trump and Florida Governor DeSantis have rallied around Newsmax as they renew calls of bias against conservatives in the mainstream media and tech companies. A group of several dozen House Republicans led by Representative Wesley Hunt of Texas, also sent a letter to DirecTV last week bemoaning this new decision, arguing that they will no longer be able to reach conservative voters on a platform that primarily serves conservative-leaning areas of the country. All right, let me just take a quick pause here, and I do want to tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. If you've been saving for a long time for retirement, you know that you need to protect your money. And one way to do that is with a gold IRA. I'm excited about telling you about a company that I actually use. I have actually worked with Augusta Precious Metals. They are different because they will even tell you if a gold IRA isn't your answer. They give you just the facts. Now, Augusta Precious Metal is all about protecting your IRA and your 401k. They're great people, a great conservative company. They're great people at a great conservative company. They understand right now that it's crazy with our economy. And it's extremely important, especially if you're close to retirement, to protect your assets because there's no time to make up losses. So if you've saved $100,000 or more, then you should take a look at their free guide. And you should really sign up for something that I've done. It's a web conference where you talk to a top individual about gold IRAs, and your 401k. Check them out and get the peace of mind that you're protecting your hard-earned assets when you get really close to retirement. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Or visit them online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Say, I sent you, and they will pay your fees for up to 10 years. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. In their letter, the senators asked the cable provider to disclose whether DirecTV or its parent company, AT&T, communicated with any federal, state, or local government officials regarding the decision to drop Newsmax or OAN, and whether those government officials made any threats or promised any inducements of pressure on DirecTV to drop the networks. Oh, I'd love to see these emails, wouldn't you? Now, do I think they probably knew that they wanted to drop this network just because it was too conservative? Yes. Do I think that they could have paid a probably a pretty small fee and figured this out? Yes. With OAN, could they have probably kept OAN and they chose not to on purpose because it was conservative? Yes. Is there bias in big tech, especially DirecTV and, and AT&T? Of course there is. We know this. This isn't something new. This isn't something shocking. Right? This is a normal day of business for these people on the left. It is concerning, by the way, when you see this happen, because Republicans keep getting squeezed. Conservatives keep getting squeezed. And when that starts to happen this way, it's a real problem. One other thing that happened today that we should all be celebrating right now is the epic meltdown of AOC. 
some people did something is how the squad described 9-11. You may remember that. Yes, I'll say it again. The squad decided it was a good idea to describe 9-11 as some people did something. That's what Ilham Omar had to say. Well, the House has now ousted Ilham Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee in a party-line vote. Many have said she's the face of anti-Semitism in the Democratic Party, and they say it has no place representing American interests. AOC had an epic meltdown over this, now claiming it's the targeting of women of color. Yes, targeting women of color. AOC not holding back, screaming about this. Listen. Be nice for one minute. (laughs) Thank you. Now, as also as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Oh, she's mad. Slammed her book down there, too. She's not playing around. Yes, she's angry, folks. Representative AOC melted down on that floor of the House after anti-Semite Representative Ilham Omar, she hates Jewish people, was denied a spot on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Omar's hatred of Israel and Jewish people in particular has been a on permanent display the entire time she's been in the House. Omar also well attacks America as well. Why would you have someone with these two things filled with so much hate for Western civilization in general on a vital pro-American committee? After the vote came down along party lines, 218 to 211, to deny Omar the seat, Omar fellow squad member AOC put on this performance she was angry slammed her book down on the podium and stormed out of congress yes just never forget the reason why alama mar shouldn't be on this committee something happened 9-11 right she said something something racism against muslim americans racism and incitement of violence against women of color threatened my life yes That's the people you're dealing with here. She's angry. Very angry. Don't tell me about a condemnation of anti-Semitic, right? Blah, blah, blah. Jewish space lasers targeting women of color. My life was threatened. Of course, the left will praise her and say she's done a great job. Don't forget, share this podcast with your family and your friends. Hit that five-star review if you would for us. Hit that subscribe button. I'll see you back here tomorrow. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.